This is the story about... I want to do it too. Okay, one, two. This is Precious Lives. Stories about kids. Teens. Teens. Guns. Guns. And how we end the violence. Bye-bye. Because, because we are precious. Because we are precious. This is Precious Lives. I'm James Causey. Smash police cars. Flames roaring into the night sky. The sounds and images from Sherman Park this past summer are indelible. The scenes unfurled after a police officer fatally shot Seville Smith following a traffic stop. In the middle of the chaos was Seville's family figuring out how to move forward. Two family members have emerged as community leaders. Seville's brother, Sedan Smith, and his cousin, Thaddeus Ashford. Thaddeus goes by Taz. Taz and Sedan want justice for Seville. As men who grew up on the streets, they also want to see change in their community. In the midst of the tragedy, they're grappling with notions of justice and finding a sense of purpose. Precious Lives producer Aisha Turner takes us inside their changing world. It's the night of August 13th. CBS 58 goes live from Milwaukee Sherman Park neighborhood. We're on 34th and Fond du Lac, and there are dozens and dozens of people here certainly upset with today's officer-involved shooting. The bright red lights of a fire truck flash outside the O'Reilly Auto Parts store. This is Sedan Smith, and Sedan tells me he's actually the brother of the victim. Officer Dominique Hagen-Brown shot and killed Sedan's brother, Seville Smith, a few hours earlier. 24-year-old Sedan distances himself from the people causing damage, but he looks directly into the camera and hurls a rhetorical firebomb right at the police. It's not us. It's the police. This the madness that they spark up. You get a lot of people that's hurt. And they can't vent the right way. So this is what you get. And no, it's not going to end today. I can't tell you it's going to end tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to end. But it's for y'all to start. Y'all killing us. Sedan's grief and passion threw him into the public eye. When you meet Sedan in person, he's just as compelling, but in a different way. He's quiet, with a subtle confidence and a charming smile. One afternoon, he danced around as he talked about a contest he won at a club the previous weekend. Hell yeah, I'll be partying. His cousin Taz is older, 29. He's always been political, and he operates now with a greater sense of purpose. He reminded Sudan that they're in a moment of power. People are paying attention to their fight against police brutality. We need a voice. We need it. We need this our stand. This our chance. Taz wanted to know if Sudan will be up for a trip to Chicago for an interview. I'm probably famous there. We is. They're probably asking for us down there. The last few months have been surreal. We we listen, we in London. We 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 this not nothing got to do. Please side of London. We ain't got nothing to do with the United States no more, man. They were recently interviewed by the BBC. Like I say, but my like I said, bro, this shit is colossal. You feel me? This shit is bigger than a lot of people think and they expect. You understand? But for us to be, for us to be in this moment where we got a voice and we doing the right thing and we ain't, we ain't, we ain't manipulating our spotlight, our view, let's keep taking this. Just before Halloween, Taz and Sedan led dozens of protesters into City Hall. The group covered their faces with white paint, splattered fake blood on their clothes. They called themselves the Walking Dead. Cell phone video streamed live to Facebook as their calls echoed against the marble walls. They want the body cam footage of civil shooting released to the public. 
The crowd stormed the Common Council meeting upstairs. The budget meeting now had a new agenda item. Taz went first. Tears ran down his face. Listen, we tired, okay? As a black man, and you coming up from the streets, got to dealing with police brutality anyway, do anything to me anyway, just we tired now, man. I changed my life. I got kids, I got children. They got a future. I'm standing up just not for me, just for your relatives as well. This ain't got to do just for my family. He locked eyes with Alderman Russell Stamper. I'm talking to you as a black man to a black man. The reason why we did our thing is the walking dead, because you understand, if we do not stand up against police brutality, we all, all of us walking are walking dead. dead. We, we all like are finished. Sidan took over. We want the common council on our side at the end of the day. We came here not only as, you know what I mean, as a group being disruptive, but we also came to participate. Sidan is new to politics. He's gotten the swing of things pretty quickly. He said it was no longer enough to shout for justice in the streets. They needed to go to the rooms where decisions are being made. We're not standing in the streets no more. We're bringing it to y'all office where it matters. And y'all had these council budget meetings. Listen, we are storming these meetings every day until we get justice. They discovered allies in the room, like Alderman Russell Stamper. Yeah, they bogus for not releasing the tape, of course. They should have been releasing that tape. I feel y'all, and I want to thank y'all for coming down here. Alderman Michael Murphy agreed. I think it would be helpful in transparency and getting the information out to the public. And I would encourage the district attorney to complete his investigation as soon as possible. Nine of the 15 council members signed on to a letter. They urged the district attorney to release the police footage of Seville's shooting. Justice won't come easy. A few days after the protest, Taz warned Sedan that not everybody's ready to see them as leaders. I don't think you've seen on Facebook that they're trying to call us and label us as terrorists. See, look, here you go, right here. What did I just tell you? 21 minutes ago. Back to Blue, Wisconsin. It's a police support group. So the whole Smith family, the whole clan, they a bunch of drug dealing, gang banging hoodlums. They are terrorists. Talk about it like we just monsters. You feel me? Sedan sat in silence. He tried to remain stoic as the secondhand insult sank in. As Martin played on the TV in Taz's apartment, the men thought about what justice for Seville could really look like. The unrest that hit Sherman Park after Seville was killed was about more than police violence. People are violent and angry because of the situation that they're in. Being poor is not a happy situation. You can't be poor and be happy about it. You know what I mean? It's something that comes with that. Either you're sad or you're mad. Sudan remembers all the pressures on him as a teenager. A gun is a big thing amongst a black person, especially a man when you have no authority against the police, you know what I mean? No authority against law enforcement, period. No authority against the next man over you. You know what I'm saying? Being in an aggressive situation as so far as poverty goes. He thinks too much money is wasted studying people like him and Taz without actually doing much. So if you got funding like that to get a million dollars for a piece of fucking paper, man, you got so much funding to help the people in the inner city. You know what I do with a million dollars? Taz jumped in. You push in effect first, then you start doing a study. They never used the term economic justice, but this is essentially what they're getting at. They also have their own social justice mission. Our main goal is at the end of the day is to get that youth center. Listen, bro, we can have a youth center so so big and so cold that kids from the south side want to join you all the way over here. They want to help the kids who need more support than most. You got to make sure they make it to the future. Yes, what I'm saying. They're still learning to navigate the world of foundations and funding. Sedan said they're not quite sure who to work with yet. Honestly, though, we got funders. It's just a simple fact that we don't trust people with the funding. As they're working towards their dream, they're dealing with the stressors of a tough reality. 
A couple weeks after the police shooting, Taz was at Seville's memorial. I was literally at the Seville tree when my daddy called me and told me my, my brother got, was, was shot up. Gang life had caught up with his brother down in Chicago. You see what I'm saying? I had a nervous breakdown on the highway. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna really get too far than a nervous breakdown, but I, I, I lost it on the highway. Even with this loss, Taz felt a greater sense of injustice when he lost his cousin. He said things would have been easier if Seville had just been killed by anyone other than a cop. If it's a person out here that committed a murder, we know we can bring justice for him. All they got to do is go out here and catch him and bring and sentence him and bring justice. That we we that's that's justified. That's cool. That's how it's supposed to go. That's how the system is supposed to be run. But when the system is killing you, how are you supposed to react to that? When it comes to Seville, Taz tries to keep his emotions under control. He's focused on the work to be done. I can't, I can't fold, I can't crack, I can't even hardly cry. I'm a lot of people help. I'm a lot of people support. So if you they support and you they help and they can turn on you in almost anything and you break, who is they supposed to run? Who are they supposed to run to? Justice takes time and energy. Until there is justice for his people, he needs to hold it together for his family and for his community. Precious Lives is produced by 371 Productions in association with WUWM, WNOV, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and the Wisconsin Center for Investigative Journalism. We're supported by the Isabel and Alfred Bader Fund and the Greater Milwaukee Foundation. Music by Kiran V.